Hello, hello, hello. How are y'all doing, my beautifully broken with purpose family? I am back with another episode. Listen, how did y'all enjoy last week's episode? Last week's episode was so bomb, okay? Um, We had a special guest and it was beautiful. We talked about healing. Um, We're going to be having more guests on the show. And I'm not sure exactly when, but be expecting to hear from the Beautifully Broken With Purpose podcast every single week, every Friday. Um, Today is Friday. It's the weekend. Are y'all glad it's the weekend? Listen, not only is it the weekend, hasn't this year went by so fast? This year is literally gone. We literally have, what, a week to two weeks left in this year? And it's just like it blow my mind, but it just shows you also how good God is, regardless of what has transpired in our lives. God is so good. He's sovereign. He's faithful. He's loving. He's caring. He's compassionate. He's kind. He just loves us, y'all. And it's so beautiful now to see, you know, even how far a lot of us have come, you know, even through the heartache, even through the things that we have went through. It's just a beautiful, beautiful scenery just to see how far God has brought us. Um, Let's not focus and be too quick, you know, to focus on what didn't happen, what happened bad in our lives. God is still God. He doesn't change. Even when people change, he does not change. He does not change. And I know, yes, we all have went through some things. We all have either, you know, whether it's losing loved ones or, you know, going through um, bad relationships or, you know, your kids acting up, family members not getting along, whatever it may be, um, the job getting on your nerves, whatever it may be. Do you hear me? Somebody, we all have went through something. Um, And I just want to let you know that the Beautifully Broken with Purpose family, we are here. We are here to share these moments with you guys. We are here to be transparent and just let you guys know that it is okay. You are not alone um, at all. Don't feel like you're alone. Um, And I just wanted to share that. And I love you guys. I love you. And I thank you so much for listening. I thank you for taking time out of your day to even follow the podcast so that you will not miss the notification bell when it goes off and let y'all know, listen, she is back with another episode. Listen, I love that. Like, I'm so thankful and grateful to each and every one of you. And I'm so, 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 so excited about the lesson today. Um, The Lord placed this on my heart. One of the ways that the Lord speaks to me, of course, is through his word. Um, And I can be reading, like, I'm one, let me be honest, I'm one where I can read a scripture, a couple scriptures, and but it's something about just reading a few scriptures. Like, I'm, I call myself God's extra daughter because He knows I'm real extra, extra, y'all. Like, I can read a scripture, but it, it's a must that I have to, the Holy Spirit have to help me break it down so that I can understand what it means, like word for word, because sometimes, well, actually all the time, majority of the time, when you're looking and you're reading the word of God and you see a word that you may think you know what the meaning is, please don't be so quick to go by that. Um, 
I'm going to give you guys a couple tools as well before we jump right into today's episode. And a few tools I want to give you and share with you is that when you're reading the Bible, also make sure alongside you have um, the King James Version. Honestly, I know a lot of people run from the King James Version. Yes, because it has the thous and the these and the widths. It has all of that. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I used to run from it too, that King James Version, but I love it now. Um, even when I read my NIV, my new King James Version, I still have my King James Version alongside. Um, and also another two is to get you, order you, you can go order it off of Amazon. Y'all know Amazon got everything. Order you uh, concordance um, and a Hebrew slash Greek dictionary. Um, for the Bible that'll help you um, as well. And I have learned so, 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 so much with using the Hebrew and the Greek um, definition as well, because like I say, one moment I can think I know what it means. And then I go look it up in Hebrew or Greek and it's totally different. (laughs) So I'm saying that to say, please make sure when you're reading the word of God so that you can get a revelation from God that you do your your you know your background see who you're reading about um break down the context because a lot of us once again I have been I have done this a million times where I have taken a scripture out of context taking it out of context mean what God intended the scripture to mean we take it out of context and we make it fit our own personal um views and so on and so forth which is not rightly dividing the word of truth it's not good that is a hazard zone do you hear me that is a hazard zone so please 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 don't do that um, because it's not good for to read scriptures out of context as well and those are just some little nuggets that I wanted to share um, that I know that will help each and every one of you on your journey when it comes to studying the word of God and I am now in the book of Luke Also, I wanted to add, that's, like I said, one of the ways that God speaks to me is through his word. And I'm not really one, and he knows I'm not one where I could just read a few scriptures and that'll be it. Like I have to read stories, like Bible stories or like books of the Bible at a time um, to help me. Do I always complete the entire book? Not always, because there are many times when I'm reading a book in the Bible, like for instance, I'm reading Luke and he will allow me to read so many chapters and then he'll stop me um, in the midst of reading those chapters. And he'll sometimes, you know, steer me somewhere else in the Bible, which happens frequently. So don't be alarmed if that, if you don't, if you start a book in the Bible and you don't finish, don't be alarmed. Don't fret. Don't give up. Don't feel as though like, oh, I let God down. I didn't finish reading this book and I should have. Don't do that. Okay. Don't beat yourself up because, and I'm saying this to say it's because I've done that as well a million times I've done that so much um and I'm not sure if I mentioned this but I'm going to say it again but um I want to thank all of the new followers all of the old followers I want to thank each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart um just for tuning in catching these episodes I'm back um yes life happened and things happened to where I stopped podcasting I did it all last year well part of last year and then I just stopped um so I am back the Lord Holy Spirit has been nudging me to come back and to just rightly divide his word get on here and be raw and be open with people um because 
that's the best part of our healing when we're open and we're honest with ourselves and when we're honest with each other. And first of all, honest with God. Yes, he knows everything, but he's our daddy, y'all. He wants us to be open and honest, just like you want your kids to be open and honest with you or your spouse or your significant other. God wants the same exact thing, y'all, from us, from each and every one of us, but he's first. Make him your priority. He is first. Don't put him second. Why am I saying this? Because I've done that. And it doesn't lead to nowhere but pretty, you know, um, destruction. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Um, but I wanted to share some nuggets, share my th thanks and gratitude to each and every one of you. And I also want to just jump right into this study. It's a study, but it's also to help a lot of us change our mindset on certain things in our lives and what we're going through. Um, I'm coming out of Luke chapter one, verse 25. And I'm going to read the King James version and I'm going to read the NIV version. And my NIV Bible is a study Bible, but my I have my King James version, which is not a study Bible, but I'm going to read verse, both verses. And it's Luke chapter one, verse 25. And it says, thus in the King James version, thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. That's the NIV version, but don't get tripped up. Don't be like, I don't know about those words, wherein, reproach, all of those, but I'm going to help you, okay? Don't, it's okay. Hope you got you some paper and the ink pen or whatever, because we chill on this podcast. We take notes, we relax, we get out of uh, outside of our comfort zone, and we just, you know, rest in the presence of God. And I want you guys to feel comfortable as well. And this is the NIV version. It is once again, Luke chapter one, verse 25. And it says, the Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Listen, y'all, when I was reading that, remind you, I had read it already, but then once again, he know I'm his extra daughter. He sent me back to read that over again. And it, I got a revelation the second time I read it. So once again, also another nugget, don't get, you know, in your feelings and get frustrated when the Lord takes you back to a verse that he's already, that you already read before, because he wants to love on you some more. He wants to give you a revelation. So don't fret, just go back to it, be obedient. And you're going to be so thankful that you were obedient because he's going to show you so many things, but I'm going to jump right into this. I read you the King James version and the NIV version, but I want to give you a little background as to what's going on up into this point, up into verse 20, um, 25 in Luke. So at this time, um, we're talking about two of the main characters as of right now, and it's Zechariah. And we're going to talk about um, his wife, which was Elizabeth. Zechariah and Elizabeth. I'm going to give you a little background on both of them. Zechariah was a Jewish priest. Um, and he, his wife also, which her name was Elizabeth, they both were known for their personal holiness. They both were known for holiness, like they were true servants of God and everything. But don't let that trip you up. 
please be in tune with what I'm saying and please understand and it's going to bless you, I promise. But these two were married. They were Zachariah and Elizabeth and they were true faithful servants to the Lord and they were known for their personal holiness. Um, They did work, special work for God. Um, They visit the temple, they prayed all the time and everything. And also Zachariah and Elizabeth were very old and they also did not have children. Once again, I'm God's extra daughter. So I wanted to know what was so significant. I know children are a blessing from God, but I wanted to know like what's so significant about children? Like what was so big about children in the Bible? But I'm going to just hold on. I'm going to get you to that point. And they were old and they had stopped asking for children. Like they wanted children. They saw a lot of people, you know, in their neighborhood, families and friends with children. But they had got to the point where, They stopped asking for children, but guess what they didn't stop doing? They didn't stop remaining faithful to God. They did not stop remaining faithful to the Lord. So they kept being servants. They kept working for the Lord, doing special work for God and everything. Um, They still kept their, they still were known for their personal holiness, but they still had an area in their life where it brought disgrace. Um, It brought um, humility. It brought shame, I'm sure. Um, It brought hurt because you see all these people, we do it all the time. Like we see our friends got kids, our friends married, our friends got the booming business. Our family got this, our family got that, our sisters got this, our brothers got this. We see all of these things and people have all of these things that we want around us we're going to feel some kind of way, regardless of how faithful we are to the Lord, we're going to feel some kind of way. And that's where I'm getting at with Zachariah and Elizabeth. They still felt some kind of way. And yes, they did. They stopped asking for children. And there were, um, they always went to the temple um, in Jerusalem. And Zachariah, one thing about the temple, it was a holy place. Um, and you had to be chosen like every and anybody could not go into the to the holy place to the temple okay so um um he was chosen to be the priest who would enter the holy place to offer incense because that's what they did in the bible incense to god for the people now he they offered incense to God for somebody else, not for him and his wife, but for somebody else. See how they remain faithful to the Lord. And then at that time, an angel came to him and delivered a message to him while he was in the temple. Now, remind you, let's go back. He was he was chosen to go into the holy place. But in that place, he offered incense for people, not for himself and his wife um, about in the regards to having children. He did this on behalf of somebody else, y'all. So we have to be willing to go on somebody else's behalf and intercede for other people. Even when we don't get or we, you know, see what we think that we should have from God, still remain faithful and still go to God on others' behalf. That's called intercession, okay? And that's what Zechariah did. And to his surprise, he didn't understand, he didn't know or expect this, but he received an unexpected blessing. When you are doing the work of the Lord, 
don't get so caught up on what you don't have once again. But if you're true to the Lord and true to what you're doing to the Lord, you that's going to be many times in your life where you're going to get unexpected blessings. And this is what happened to Zechariah. He got an unexpected blessing and he was chosen as the priest to go into the holy place. And then at, you know, suddenly what happened was he was there and he was face to face with an angel and the angel was um, Gabriel as well. So the angel was there and the angel gave him a message and the angel um, told him that his wife um, will have a son and he told him what will happen, what the son name will be. And Zachariah, honestly, Zachariah questioned the angel. Um, he questioned the angel. He was frightened and everything because if you sitting somewhere, let's be real, y'all. <laughs> if you sit somewhere, somebody come up on you, you ain't expecting it. You gonna be frightened. You be like, hold up, what you doing? <laughs> and that's what Zachariah did. Okay, so that's why he was frightened because he was in the mode of you know lighting, you know, putting the incense on the altar. But then an angel came, and um, the angel told him, you know, don't be afraid. Um, your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son. And he told him, you are to call him John. And he told him everything about the son, about how he should not drink any, take any wine or any fermented drinks, alcoholic drinks, um, that he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he was born. Now, this is John the Baptist, okay, that we're talking about. And John the Baptist is the one who prepared the way for Jesus to touch down on the scene, on the world, and walk the earth to and from. So um, he, this angel explained everything to Zachariah about who his son was going to be, what his name should going to be, and everything. So Zachariah asked the angel, like, how can I be sure of this? <sighs> Listen to that. He said, how can I be sure of this? So this question was coming out of lack of faith. He did not believe he did not believe, okay? So he asked the angel this, and he told the angel, I'm an old man, and my wife is old as well. Like, we both are old. Like, what you talking about? Like, how is my wife going to have a son? Like, I'm confused. And the angel told him, like, hey, I'm Gabriel. I came here in the presence of God to deliver this message to you and to tell you the good news. And now you don't believe. And he said, so what I'm going to do is, because remind you, Zachariah said, how can I be sure of this? And so the angel had explained who he was and Zachariah didn't believe. So the angel did him a, a favor. <laughs> it might not be a favor in our eyes to how we look at this, but he told him. And now I will allow, the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens. This meaning to his wife give birth to his son, John the Baptist. Remind you, now how would you feel now you question the angel and the angel told you like, I've been sent here from God to share the good news. But since you don't believe, I'm going to allow you your mouth to stay shut until this happens, until your wife give birth to a son, um, which is John the Baptist once again. And so he silenced him. Like he was not able to speak at all. Like 
mute. <laughs> he couldn't speak at all until his wife gave birth. So be careful um, because when God promised you and when God sends someone and sometimes he uses people a lot of times to as an angel to deliver a message to you or sometime rather it happened in a dream, but he would do that. Okay. And I'm saying this to say that we have to be mindful of our response to the Lord and he's faithful. Now remind you, this is the same Zachariah and which is Elizabeth's husband who served, who was a faithful servant, who was known um, for their personal holiness, um, who was faithful to the Lord. But even being in being faithful to the Lord, a lot of us go through times as this, where we still have, we have a lack of faith. We don't believe uh, regardless of how faithful we may seem or look in the people's eyes, we still have a lack of faith that need to be dealt with, okay? So don't fret, don't feel bad, like, oh, I'm a faithful servant, or don't look over there at the church folk, let's be honest, and you be looking like, oh, wow, they faithful, like they serve, they sing in the choir, they always on the pulpit, they always this, but little do you know, a lot of people um, that do serve, not saying everybody, okay, don't take that as that, but a lot of people who do serve, they do have heartache. They do suffer heartache. They do go through things. They do sometimes have lack of faith um, in a different areas of their life, okay? So this is where we're at now with Zachariah. So he allowed Zachariah to be mute. He wouldn't be able to speak, Um and people on the outside, remind you, this is a temple. So everybody on the outside was looking like, why is he in there so long? Like, what's going on? And when he came out, he could not even speak to any of them. So what they assumed at that time, like, oh, wow, you know, he must really saw a vision in the temple. Like, so, and then he kept making signs. Like, I'm pretty sure it was like signs with his hand um, to let them know some things. But he was, at this time, remind you, he was still unable to speak. He couldn't speak. So now I'm getting to the point where, um, where I wanted to explain to you what was the significance about children in this time. And this is what you call doing your study um, when you get into your word. And so that you can have a better understanding what was going on, why it was going on, to where it brings you up into where we're at now. So let me explain to you why children in that day were so important and why they're still important. Um, but in this day, Zachariah and Elizabeth were both faithful people, and that's what I explained, yet they were suffering silently. Nobody really knew that they were suffering silently because they, they were unable to have kids, y'all. They were old. They thought that they could have kids, and they saw people in their family and friends, people around them with their kids, and during this time, some Jews did not believe in a bodily resurrection, so their hope of immortality was in their children. Let me read that again. Some Jews at that time did not believe in a bodily resurrection. So their hope of immortality was in their children. In addition, children cared for their parents in their old age. Okay, this was one of the reasons. Children care for their parents when their parents got old. Another reason is that children added to the, the family's financial security, okay, and the social status around town. They, they, it, those, these were the three things that why children were important in this time. Yes, they are a blessing, but in this time, um, because 
they cared for their parents that were old. That's one. And then two, that they added to the family's financial security. Okay. Um, and social status. I'm gonna make a little joke, but it's kind of, you know, for real. Um, it's seriously, <laughs> you know, how when we have kids and, um, you know, when it's time to file them taxes, y'all know what I'm talking about. And it's round the corner time to file them taxes and you got kids. Yeah, come on now. Y'all know them kids be adding the extra little off to them taxes, them, you know, having them dependents. They help now. Them children be helping, especially if they're a certain age. Now, if they ain't grown now under the age of eight, under the age of 18 and they are still in school. Now, y'all know y'all be thankful for y'all children. Y'all know that. <laughs> but seriously, this is what explains like they added to their family's financial security and social status. Um, children were considered a blessing. Yes. And childlessness, meaning not having a child, was seen as a curse. So imagine and. Zachariah and Elizabeth knew this. So imagine how they felt when they knew that, oh, we don't have kids. We're too old to have kids. But in the people's eyes, it's seen as a curse. So imagine how they felt. They probably felt humiliated, humiliated, I'm sorry, and hopeless. Um, they felt bad. They felt shame. They probably had so many feelings running through their head, which we do it now which we do it now. And they had been childless for many, 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 many years. And at that time, they were too old to expect any change in their situation because they had got old. So they didn't expect anything. That's why I said they had stopped asking instead stop, you know, um, looking to have a child. They had stopped wondering when they're going to have a child. They had stopped it. Um, but God they felt, um, I'm sorry, they felt humiliated and they felt hopeless. They felt shame. They had a lot of feelings, but God was waiting for the right time to encourage them and take away their disgrace. Did you hear that? God is waiting for the right time, not your time. God is waiting for the right, perfect time in his eyes, not your eyes, to encourage you and take away your disgrace. Did you hear that? He has a perfect timing for everything that he does, everything that he does. And he has a timing for you who is listening. Whatever it is that has caused you disgrace in your life, he has a time, a perfect time to encourage you and take away. Did you hear that? Take away their disgrace. Take away their disgrace. He's willing to take away your disgrace as if it never happened. Do y'all hear me? Take away what has been causing you. Let's think about and go back. What has been causing you disgrace for years? What has been causing you disgrace for weeks, for months, for days, for hours? Wherever the timing is, what has caused you disgrace? What is that? What has, what has caused? Sometimes um, it can get to the point where... Um, relationships when we're no longer in long-term relationships with people that we knew that can cause us disgrace when we're you know separated from them um divorce can cause disgrace um, um sometime losing a child a lot of times all the time um losing a child can cause disgrace and make you feel some kind of way um you know it doesn't feel good losing a loved one a lot of things um, no, he can't take away, you know, the memory. Um, I'm not saying that that memory is going to go away, but 
he will take away the feeling. He can take away the feeling. I promise you, if you just allow God to do that, he's a God that he can do anything but fail us. He will never fail you. So don't dummy down on what our God can do. Do not dummy down on what our God can do. He can do miraculous things. So don't say, well, Stephanie, how can you say that he can take away this thought and that thought? I'm going to always remember it, but he can take away that feeling that's attached to that memory. He can take, yes, how can he? He can, he can, he can, and he will. If you just trust him, he will, if you just trust him. There's so many things in this world that has caused us disgrace, whether that's being a drug addict, um, homelessness is so many things that can cause us disgrace um all the time a lot of things in life so this is what he did for elizabeth and um zachariah so i'm catching you up as to what's going on now we're at verse um 25 and it says the lord has done this for me she said in these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Let me go back up to 23 and 24. 23 says, when his time of service was completed, this is talking about Zechariah when he had left the temple, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant. And for five months, remained in seclusion five months remained in seclusion so she was she had became pregnant once he had finished and left the temple and the and the angel had came to Zechariah and told Zechariah what was going to happen but remind you he was still mute at this point he couldn't even talk and that's a whole nother lesson in itself but sometimes it's a blessing when the Lord allows you to not say nothing it's a blessing when the Lord allows you not to even open up your mouth it's a blessing. Don't fret. Don't get in your feelings. Sometimes it's meant and it's purposeful to keep your mouth shut. I'm just going to be honest. It's to keep your mouth shut, to keep our mouths closed. Okay. What if he would have went home and, you know, said some things to Elizabeth and expressed to her how he didn't believe and that would have taunted her belief. It would have did so many different things, you know, and put things in her head. So the angel allowed him to be, you know, close his mouth to where he wouldn't be able to say anything. So now we're at 25 and I'm going to read it again. The Lord has done this for me. She said, in these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Remind you and look, what, look how he did it. He didn't have to do it among the people, but he chose to do it among the people because remind you, there are some people that's watching you. There are some people that's around you that's watching your every move. OK, they're wondering and pointing fingers like how she going to do this, how he's going to do that. Oh, we wow. Like, how can they get through that? Like, really? They don't have this. How can they do this? They're questioning your every move. They don't have faith in God, one. And then second, they don't have, they're definitely not going to have faith in you to see that God can do things through you and he will do things through you. So that's another one. Don't fret on what people may think about you or what, how people may look at you because they're going to do it, okay? God took away her disgrace among the people. 
Remind you, all these people were around her, had these kids, and they were blessed with children. So they pointed fingers. Remind you, they, in these days, they looked at childlessness was seen as a curse. So if it was seen as a curse, they looked at them like, oh, wow, that couple right there, they cursed. That's why, you know, they don't have kids, so they curse. It's, you know, that's a problem. I don't want to be around them. So imagine how people treated them and imagine how they looked to people and how they felt when they were mistreated based off of not having a child. So don't fret on how people mistreat you or how people look at you because it's going to happen. But you better believe, trust and believe if this is the same God that did it for Elizabeth, he will do it for you. I'm going to repeat that. God will take away your disgrace among them same people who have thought you was cursed, who thought you couldn't do this, who thought you couldn't do that. But look at you now. Okay. He will allow and do it right among the people. And he will show you favor. I want in the NIV version, I want to break even those words favor and disgrace down to you. In different versions, you ought to have different words also. That's a nugget. Um, for instance, in the King James, it says that in the days wherein he looked on me, it says he looked on me. And in the NIV version, it says in these days, he has shown his favor. But the yes, they both mean the same. But I also want to show you that there's that's why it's also important to read your King James, have it alongside of whatever version that you choose to read, um, just so that it can help you. OK, um, it's not taken away from anything, um, but it, it actually enhances your study time with the Lord and, you know, being in his presence. It enhances your study time. You'll see if you try it, um, you'll see how it works. And. In the NIV, I first looked up in the NIV what favor meant. Favor means um, to look um, on. And let me look up, let me show you. Um, in the King James Version, it says he looked on. So, which also means favor, favor. It means favor. So as you can see, they both mean the same thing. It's just worded a little bit different, but it's still, it's so important to go back and look up the Hebrew and the um, Greek meaning of words as well. So like, for instance, um, he looked on, it, it's in the Greek, it's, um, it's, it's pronounced as <laughs> epidon, um, which means favor. It means to look on. It means favor. Um, so as the NIV version, it, show, it says that in these days, he has shown his favor. Um, he looked on you. He took the time, even through all the disgrace or whatever has caused you disgrace in your life. He looked on you. He saw you. He seen you. He see whatever it is that you have been going through, okay? And he's, he, that's favor when he looks at you. And in spite of, despite of whatever you have went through, he still sees you. He saw you. He understood. He sees what you've been going through. He sees, seen what has caused you disgrace in your life, whatever that has been, okay? And um, in the NIV, it says, and taken away my disgrace. I want to... Um, also explain to you in the King James version, it uses the word my reproach. 
So reproach in the King James means probably akin to the base of. That is a taunt, which also is called reproach. But let me break it down to you a little bit more. Um, it says that it also means taunt. So disgrace and reproach means taunt. And I'm gonna give you a meaning of taunt. Taunt means a remark made in order to anger, wound, or provoke someone. Let me repeat that. Taunt means a remark made in order to anger, wound, or provoke someone. Imagine the things that people say. I can only imagine. I have had it done to me many times. The things that people say, um, that have said to me, I'm pretty sure there's been people say a lot of things, mean things have taunted you, have made remarks towards your life and how these things are not going well in your life or whatever it may be. Um, I call it when people put their mouth on somebody. That's what I call it. Um, you know, just talking about other people, so on and so forth. And once again, it says a remark made in order to anger wound or provoke someone when you taunt, when someone taunts you or you taunt someone it's made in order to it, it has purpose behind it to taunt somebody it's a purpose it's a motive behind it and it's to anger wound or provoke someone so imagine what these people did to elizabeth and and um, when they saw elizabeth and zachariah out in public imagine what they did to them they taunted them um they um they show disgrace um, upon their situation. Um, so this is what God did for them. He showed them favor. He looked at their situation and he just didn't look at their situation. Some of us, thank you, Holy Spirit, for this. Some of us sit and we wonder, okay, God, do you even see me? Like, like what are you going to do? Like, I know you see what I'm going through. Like, you are God. I know you see what I'm going through. But this is the same God that did it for Elizabeth and Zachariah. He's the same God. God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And that's scripture. Okay? He doesn't change. Like, man change? Man change. Oh, my gosh. At the, uh, the blow of the wind. The, wind. the man change all the time. And when I say man, let me you know, clear that up. When I say man, I'm meaning man or woman, any gender. That's what that means. So it's not a target. <laughs> Let me clear that up. But um, he showed them favor. He looked on their situation. Not only did he look on them and saw them, he took away, took away, took away, rest in that. He took away their disgrace. He took away Elizabeth's disgrace. The same thing that they taunted her and, you know, made um, in order to anger her, wound her, or provoke her. You know how when people say things, they sometimes they can provoke us, they can wound us by their, you know, what they say and what they think of us. And sometimes it can bring on a lot of times anger, let's be honest. So I'm sure Elizabeth had many moments, her and her husband, Zachariah, where she felt either one of these, two of these, or all of them. She felt anger sometimes. She felt as she was wounded because she couldn't have kids. She felt provoked to, you know, um, clap back, as we call it, say something back. I'm pretty sure she had moments like this. I'm pretty sure. Um, and that's human, okay? It's human 
Okay, it's not the end of the world. But what I want to tell you is that this is the same God that will not only show you favor, he will take away your disgrace. So I, I'm going to I'm going to pause here and I want you to simmer on what has caused you disgrace. If you got some paper or if you don't have any paper, use your mental, your mind as your um, your paper and think about or write down in your mind or on a paper what has caused you disgrace here lately or what has caused you disgrace even when you were a child what has caused you disgrace disgrace as an adult what has caused you disgrace last month last week yesterday years ago months ago what has caused you disgrace what has made you feel some kind of way? What has angered you? What has wounded you? And what has even probably provoked you to do something? What, what is that? What is that that has disgraced you? Think about it. And as I go back and I re even personally reflect back on some of the things that has brought me disgrace and seeing this verse, it spoke volumes to me because the first thing that came to my mind was, this is the same God. This is not just the God that was in the Bible. This is the same God now. Don't, we got to quit putting God in a, in a box. We got to quit putting God in a box, okay? This is the same God. He's same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He doesn't change. He did it for Zechariah and Elizabeth. He took away their disgrace and showed them favor. And not only did he show them favor and took away their disgrace, he took away their disgrace among the people. He took away their disgrace among the people. So sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Remain faithful to the Lord. And sometimes it's, it, it can, it, it may seem difficult, but it's not. I'm here to tell you, remain faithful to the Lord. Okay, remain faithful, continue to serve others, serve the Lord, continue to get in your word, get in the presence of the Lord. There may be some things that has caused you disgrace in your life, but remain faithful. Yes, Zachariah and um, Elizabeth remained faithful, but yeah, they still had hurt. They still were wounded. They couldn't have kids. So I'm not telling, I'm not saying that you won't be wounded. I'm not saying that you should disqualify what has caused you disgrace. I'm telling you to identify what has caused you disgrace and know that this is the same God that took away their disgrace among the people and he showed them favor. He's going to show you favor. I'm pretty sure he has shown you favor many times. Let's not forget about those times that God has shown you favor. Okay, looked at you, looked upon you, regardless of what your situation was. And sometimes when God, when God show favor, it'd it be favor that he, when he shows it to us, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. We don't. But I'm telling you, and I'm saying this to say that it's the same God. Rest in his favor. Identify what has caused you disgrace in your life. And know that this is the same God that will show you favor and take away your disgrace among the people. So people are going to be looking like, what? I remember this. I remember that. But look at them now. Wow, that must be a God. Yes, it is. It is. 
And sometimes your life, you we have to go through things. This may sting, but, and I have learned, learned this, um, we have to go through things. Sometimes, yes, we put ourselves in a lot of situations, but there are times, lots of times where God would allow that, whether we put ourselves in it or not, he would allow things to transpire in our lives and go, allow us to go through trials and tribulations, which the word of God says that we will go through trials and tribulations. We will, we will go through things, but he wants us to know that even while going through those things, they're, they're done, they're done. And they're for a reason. Um, I think it's, I think it's Romans eight twenty eight, And it said that all things, all things work together for the good, for those that love the Lord and called according to his purpose, all things I'm not talking about just good things. I'm talking about the things that's not so good, that hurts you. Those things still will work in your favor. God will show you favor. He will take away disgrace. Even for those heartache moments. He's a comforter. He's loving. He's caring. He's kind. God is a good God, y'all. He will not let us down. He will not fail us. He has never failed us. He won't ever fail us. But I want to encourage somebody today to rest in this word. Know that if you have to put yourself in the place of Zachariah and Elizabeth, do that. Do that. We are his servants too. It wasn't just the people of the Bible. We are these people of the Bible. We are the word. We we do consist of the Bible. We go through things just like they did. Okay, you're not any different. But what I want to encourage you with this word is that don't fret. Don't stop being faithful. Just know that. And remember, like I said, if you have to go back and put yourself in the the place of Zachariah and Elizabeth to say, God, you did it for Zachariah and Elizabeth. You showed them favor and took away their grace among the people. So I know that you will do it for me. You have to believe that. You have to believe that. It starts with you and your belief do you believe that this is the same God that did it for them that he's the same God that'll do it for you you have to believe that and stand on his word when I when God gave me revelation of this and had me to you know share this word with you guys after he gave me revelation on it when I tell y'all it blessed me in so many other different ways I went backwards I was like hold on that caused me disgrace that caused me this is causing me disgrace but God will show me favor. He's going to show me favor. And sometimes don't be so, you know, iffy and thinking that it's going to be among the people. Oh, God going to show me a man, show me favor amongst them. He going to show them who I am and what he did. Sometimes don't be so stuck on how he's going to do that. Don't do that. Okay. My thing is just know that he will take away your disgrace, whether it's among the people or not. He has certain situations where he wants to take away your disgrace among people. And sometimes he just want to take away your disgrace in general. Okay. But he will show you favor in the midst of that. He will show you favor and take away your disgrace. I'll pray that this word has been a blessing to you. Um, Share this, save it, download it. You know, when you download um, podcast episodes, I'm just getting hip to this. Um, you can always, you can download and it can, um, you can save it. I think it can save to your phone. Um, you can always go back and listen to it. Now, these were the Bible days. These was umpteen thousands of millions, all kind of years ago. 
but this is the same God. That's the part of it that's beautiful. This is the same God that did it then. He's the same God now. I pray that this word has blessed you. I pray that you meditate, that this is that God is a God of favor. God is a God that will take away disgrace, whether it's among people or not, but he's the God that will take it away. He will take it away. He will heal your broken heart. He will bind up your wounds. That's the word of God. He loves you. Regardless of what it is that you're facing right now, he loves you. He cares about you. He sees your hurt. He saw your hurt. He sees your heart. Be honest with God. There are many. This is another nugget. These are some of the things that I also do. I used to didn't all the time, but I started. Like, I tell God how I feel. Like, God, that hurt my feelings. Um, I don't know how to feel about this. Or this particular person did this to me or they did that to me. I used to just take it out on the people. But growth, Holy Spirit came and helped me move past that and grow spiritually, renew my mind to where now, I mean, sometimes I'm not going to lie to you now. Sometimes I have my moments where I still be thinking about, oh, I should go off. But guess what? I renew my mind instantly. Renewing of the mind is a daily thing. It's an ongoing thing throughout the day. And I have to go back and renew my mind like, no, that's not what I'm going to do. That's not what even God desires for me to do. So I want to share this good news with you guys in hopes to bless you. Renew your mind off of this word. Meditate on this word. That's Luke chapter one, verse 25. And I don't even remember if I titled this. Um, sometime you might catch me, not in the beginning title in this, but in the description, it's gonna, um, I will have it there what this title is. And it is favor equals disgrace. I'm sorry, let me reverse that. Disgrace equals favor. That's what the title. Disgrace equals favor. Okay? I pray that this has been a blessing to you guys. Share it. Share it with somebody else. And I will definitely be back next week with another episode um, I'm not sure it, however the Holy Spirit lead me to um, deliver whatever he wants me to deliver, whether it's another study like this or something else, just so, you know, a pep talk, uh, just so that you guys can listen and know that you're not alone. That's the whole purpose. Know that you're not alone and that I don't want you guys to beat yourself up, um, to not think that you're not seen, nobody hears you. Most importantly, God hears you, God sees you. That's first. Even if people don't see you, people don't, you know, hear you. It's okay. It's okay. But God does. He will sometime. Here's another one. It might sting. He would allow people to not see you. He would allow people to ignore you. He would allow people to ignore you and to not pay attention to you and not hear you. He would allow that because he's trying to get your attention. He wants you to understand and come back to your first love, which is him. Come back to your first love. He's always waiting for us, y'all. But don't dummy down on what God can do for you. He has so much for you. He loves you. 
so much. This I know. Do I have moments where I'm like, okay, God, what you going to do? Yes, I have those moments. But in the midst of that, I begin to think about what he's already done for me. And I'm like, God, you did that. So I know you're going to do this. You probably not do it the way that I want you to do it. (laughs) But you're going to do it the way that you want to do it. That's a part of your will. And as the word of God also says, your thoughts and your ways is not his thoughts and his ways. It's opposite. But just know that all things work together for the good. For those that love the Lord. Do you love the Lord? And are called according to his purpose. Are you called according to his purpose? This applies to you. This verse applies to you. Don't fret. Don't give up. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. I know it may seem hard. If there's anybody on here that wants to reach out to me personally via email, you are more than happy to. I'm going to include my, um, at the end in the description, my um, email is going to be there. Reach out to me. If there's anybody who wants to also do an episode um, with me and be a guest on my show, Beautifully Broken with Purpose, send me an email inquiry um, and then we can talk about it. We can get together and try to plan something. But I would love to hear from a lot of you all. Um, I want you to know, once again, you're not alone. I want your voice to be heard. Okay, I want you to know that your voice can be heard. You don't have to be silent. You don't have to be mute. Okay, this is all family here. Share this. Tell somebody else about this podcast so that they can come on over here and hit that follow button and um, join the family. I want to see deliverance. I want a lot of you to be broken. I want chains to be broken. I want bondages to be broken in the name of Jesus. I pray that you guys have a beautiful, beautiful weekend. I will be back next week with another episode. So make sure you are following so that you can get the notification. Um, Episodes are uploaded every Friday. I pray that you guys have a beautiful weekend. Um, I think I should be able to talk to you guys again before Christmas, right? Um, well, next Friday is the 24th, which is Christmas Eve. So yes, I will definitely be able to talk to you guys, Lord willing, um, on that day. I pray that you guys have a beautiful weekend. Walk in this verse. Tell yourself that whatever has caused me disgrace, God will, and he's going to show me favor. I probably don't deserve it. I know I don't deserve it, but God will show me favor. Okay, he loves you so much. I pray that you all are blessed by this message. Share this message. If you have any questions, please email me. If you have any prayer requests, please email me. And also, if you have any prayer requests, I have on my website, um, which is www.beautifullybroken.com. I have different merch, um, faith encouraging um, sweaters and tops and everything um, on there. Check the website out um, as well. And on there, there's a section where I have, um, it has prayer requests. So you can, if you want to personally send me one on the website, you can, or you can send me an email. Either way, go, I'm going to get it. And I'm going to um, 
effectively definitely reply back and I'm going to pray with you and for you fervently intercede on your behalf. I love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful weekend. I love you. BBWP family.